You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another tough, uh, disappointing episode of the Assembly Call. As today, your Indiana Hoosiers uh, fell in overtime, uh, 80-69 to on the road at Ohio State. The loss brings Indiana's record to 16-10 and 10 and 7-9 and nine in the conference. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni. I'm here with Ryan Phillips. The other guys may join us uh, later on on the show, but we're going to break it down uh, for you tonight on this edition of the Assembly Call IU postgame show. So let's start this show the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. And for me, the banner moment has to be uh, the second half uh, comeback to get a lead to four. Uh, that showed a lot of, of toughness after coming out uh, of the half in a, in a real tight battle in the first half and, and down five and coming out in the second half when second halves haven't been Indiana's strength and you get down 11 – to, to crank up the defense and play outstanding defense and hold uh, Ohio State to two droughts, one over six minutes and one over four minutes, in order to get yourself in position to win a Big Ten basketball game. And, and there were some good things offensively as well during that stretch. Uh, a little more movement tonight, a little more cuts off the post feeds that we'll talk about, uh, but it just wasn't enough tonight. But the banner moment was the fight in, in the young guys uh, on the Indiana basketball team uh, to get into a position uh, to win a game. Winning the games in the Big Ten has been tough, as unfortunately we know all too well. Um, so, as always, our banner moment today is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. Now in their fifth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their first as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. As you surely know by now, Homefield has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you'll find anywhere with beloved logos like two different versions of the Bison. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who do, Homefield probably has something for them too. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, you know it will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. What could be better than that? Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME for 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts uh, from the rest of our team. Uh, Ryan, it's uh, your time to, to rant. Another tough game for our Indiana Hoosiers. Well, check in. That's five in a row for this team. Um, not great for postseason positioning. We've been talking about it for a while, what the making the tournament means to this program. Uh, look, late in the game, you're up four with 247 left after Tamar Bates hits a jumper. You have two breakaway opportunities and miss them both. And then you wind up playing pretty good defense, getting the ball back. Uh, Race Thompson tr tries to force feed it to Trace Jackson Davis. Obviously, the coaching told him you got to go in there because everyone was trying to feed it to Trace. I get it. Best player. Got to give him the ball late. Uh, Trace threw a pass in there, got stolen by E.J. Liddell. And then what happens over the next couple minutes is, to me, inexcusable. Um, Parker Stewart, God love him. He's a terrible on-ball defender. He's the worst on-ball defender Indiana has. And for some reason, Mike Woodson had him paired up with Malachi Branham, the best player on Ohio State, and a guy who all he does is drive right. Every time he drives right, either pulls up, goes to the rim, 
or when everybody helps, he finds somebody. The next two possessions, first of all, you know, the first one, Parker Stewart just mugs him, fouls him. Uh, he makes two free throws, cuts it to two. The next possession, Indiana comes down. I had no idea what it was doing offensively. Tamar Bates fires up a bad three at the end because, you know, it just the, the, the offense had no idea what it was doing. It was a it was a freedom possession, not a run a set possession, and they wound up with a terrible shot. Um, when you see this, it's, yeah, it's run run the post uh, yeah, ISO exactly. stuff, and and then they come down again. And after he got abused by Branham repeatedly throughout that last stretch of the game. Um, it's again, Branham being guarded by Parker Stewart and everybody helps off of him, including Trace Jackson Davis, who leaves EJ Liddell. Uh, I think Davis and race kind of had rotated there. I'm not sure who exactly had him at the time, but Trace stepped up and it yeah. left uh, EJ Liddell wide open for a layup and, 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 and Branham hits him dunk tie game. We're going to overtime. Then in overtime, after watching Stewart just get abused by Branham, through no fault of his own. I mean, it's not Parker's fault. He's just he was trying. At, he's trying. He's, he's given everything he got. He's not good enough to guard that guy. He's not good enough to guard any, like Johnny Davis, Jaden Ivey, guys he's guarded this year have just abused him because he doesn't have the foot speed to stay with them, okay? Not his fault. It's the fault of the guy who puts him in that position. And in overtime, did Woodson change up the matchup? They maybe bring Miller Cop back in, give him another shot at him. Cop, who had played very well through the second half and really sparked their comeback. No, Cop's buried on the bench. Anthony Leal played his tail off tonight when he was in there. Maybe not the best defender in the world, but maybe you give him a different look. Maybe you switch and put Race Thompson on him. Give him some length to look to try and shoot over, whatever. No, the rest of overtime, Branham was given the ball at the top of the key by Ohio State and told just go to work on Parker Stewart. And he did repeatedly. I'm sorry, but as a coach, you have to recognize when you're putting your player in a bad situation, that lost the game for Indiana. There's plenty of other things that lost the game. They didn't hit their free throws. They late, the offense was terrible in overtime. Like whatever you want. But on the basic two possessions where you needed to win the game and you have watched a guy abuse your player repeatedly on the night, you do not change anything up and you leave the matchups the same. Parker Stewart. God love the kid. I do not blame him. He actually played pretty well offensively, especially in the first half, helped keep Indiana in the game, scored 11 points. But defensively, he cannot guard guys like that. And this season, repeatedly, Mike Woodson has put him on guys like that. Put him there. Put him in those bad positions. You know what Branham did to Stewart the first time you played. He abused him. You had to switch to Rob Finnessy guarding him late. Tonight, you had other options. And you did not go to them. You watched repeatedly as Branham beat uh, Stewart repeatedly. We, we I, talked. I'm sorry, you yeah. have to change. You we have talked to before the show. Missing Trey and, and Rob there as a defensive changeup also uh, took away some options. But Certainly. but at some point, yes, there are other options. You know, um, you know, you gotta you gotta maybe do something there. But um, yeah, the the defense played so well tonight in that stretch of of 12 minutes to get Indiana the lead. It just it was it was sad to see that effort go for naught with a couple bad possessions there at the end of uh, regulation in the last 115, and then in in overtime just could not stop uh, Ohio State. But that's what happens when you give good teams opportunities to stay alive. Um, You've got to throw that knockout punch, 
uh, in, in Indiana didn't throw, uh, throw that knockout punch. So, uh, again, Indiana loses uh, to Ohio State 80-69 to in, in double overtime. Really, really uh, puts Indiana's postseason hopes uh, uh, in, in, in jeopardy. There, there's still time uh, with the Big Ten tournament and other things to, to make a run and a, a quad one game at Purdue. Uh, Indiana's already beaten Purdue. There were some good things tonight. I, I thought the movement on offense was a lot better. I, I still Much think it, I still think it can be more purposeful. But there was a lot of movement on post isos. Uh, they were doing what I call uh, we call in our program Laker cuts. They were s- cutting off the strong side. They even pin screened and exchanged on the weak side, which. Um, gave Ohio State some problems because Ohio State was going to double post to post and then they were going to tag from the backside. And when you move the perimeters, that's when Bates got a three. Uh, I think Stewart got a three on a kickout uh, from Trace Jackson Davis. I thought they ran more action tonight, to, to be totally honest with you. In the first half, they were running some pin screens to get some catches. It ended up a lot in the post feed, uh, and it ended up in a lot of middle ball screens, but that's what college teams do. They run some sets early, some action early, and then they get to their go-to uh, plays, but it, you've moved the defense and you have a chance to break down the defense. They ran some what we call Iverson cuts, guards over the top. They even had a nice little handoff uh, for, for a guard, Parker Stewart. He just missed I'd rather him take a three off that action where he came off a pin screen and then a handoff, which is reminiscent of what uh, other schools in in this state run. So I really was, I really was pleased that they were running more stuff. And then all of a sudden they got the lead running more stuff. I thought, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be the night, but uh, what what do you think about? Yeah. Yeah. And they made a comeback without trace and other guys got shots tonight, which I know they didn't hit them. But Cop t- took eight. Uh, Bates got going and hit some big shots. And Parker Stewart was three of three from three. I I believe this game, Ryan, is a guards game, and you got you have to run stuff for your guards as well as for your prim- your post players. And I really thought Coach Woodson made those adjustments in the five or six days he had preparing for the game. It unfortunately uh, ran out at the at the two minute mark. Yeah, and what's crazy about this coach is uh, Trace Jackson Davis played thirty nine minutes. He was minus 18. The, they were not as good with him on the floor tonight in general. I mean, he was – Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't make, it doesn't make but sense. But he dominated Ohio State the first time they played. Absolutely dominated. And it just looked like – you know, and I don't know if he's if he's banged up or if he's played too many minutes. I don't know what the thing is. But, it, but there are times Trace just doesn't look uh, as locked in as he did earlier in the year. And maybe it's just losing four in a row and you're bummed out and you're thinking you're going to miss the tournament, which – is starting to look more and more likely. Uh, you know, maybe he's checking out mentally a little. I'm not c- accusing him that. I'm just giving examples. I mean, some guys might be checking out mentally, but it's it's insane to me that, you know, he came back in the game and what they were doing was moving a lot off the ball. He came back in the game and immediately was back to force feed the post. It was not, let's try and do what we're doing, but with Trace in there as an extra option, it was everything stopped and let's try and force feed the post again. And, um, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's look, Race Thompson once again, I think was our was our best player. Um and 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 you know, when you've got a guy who's supposed to be an all American, he's supposed to be your best player every night out. And I, I thought Race Thompson was much better than Trace Jackson Davis tonight, particularly defensively. As you've talked about before, Trace Jackson Davis often hunts the block when he shouldn't, when he should just stay home. And he was doing that all night. And yeah, I just I, I don't aside from that one, you know, turnover. Thompson had, you know, at the end of regulation, which was unforgivable, but he clearly been told just keep forcing it in there. 
I, uh, I, I thought he played a really good game and, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's just the kind of thing where Trey said, you know, 13 and nine offensively, he's got to do more against those guys. He just does. I mean, he proved he could do it the first time they played. He had, I think he had 27 the first time they played Ohio state and led him to a, to an upset. It's a night. He was just, you know, seven to 13 from the line only scored six points from the field. I mean, you got to be better than that, man. Like you just have to, if, if the offense is going to, going to revolve around you. And, um, but yeah, I, look, you're right. It's guard centric. Uh, cop took eight shots, but I thought that, you know, some of those were early. Uh, and then I felt he got into a rhythm and played pretty darn well. Got that to the stretch, free throw line, hit a three. He had seven points in a row for Indiana. That stretch is what yeah. we thought cop was going to do, uh, when, when he got here. And I thought that was really, well, really you know, good coach, to see. You know right. You know what it looked like? It looked like he was just fed up with the offense having no movement. Just said, screw it. I'm going to go find offense. And yeah. he just did. And he just forced it. And you know what? Miller Cop, if this offense is stagnant, go find it, man. I don't mind you shooting the ball. I mind it. If the guy's all over you, I mind you shooting the ball. But I don't mind you dribbling into an open spot and pulling up. I, I don't. He's a good shooter. And and I know he was one of five, and they missed some early, and then he, he forced one late. Um but, you know, cop stepping into a three, I don't mind. Cop dribbling and pulling up, you know, short range, I don't mind. He has a better chance of making those shots than a lot of the guys who play more than him, you know? And so I, I'd rather see that. I, look, I thought I thought Tamar Bates, he, he wound up taking 11 shots, which is shocking to me. Um, but, you know, I thought he played better. And, I, and you know what? When Tamar Bates drove in and he had – it was his first basket. He drove in and kind of off balance, kind of shot one that, he, that, he, that rolled in. I'll take that every time from him. I'll take aggressiveness every time from him. I don't that's know, that north-south. Yeah, we need more players that are north-south that, that can finish. Some, yeah, and, he's hit some threes this like lately, but I'd rather have him driving the ball. I mean, you know, if he's got an open three, he should take it. He's I he did not it. have any problem with shot selection tonight from the perimeters. I, I, no, I know, and I know maybe some part. of them came early in the shot clock, but I, we so badly need shooting and rhythm shots that I think uh, Indiana got some open looks, and when you got to take them, regardless of when the shot clock is. Yeah. But I know that I know Cop was what two for eight, um, and um, you know the the percentages. He only shoot thirty four percent from the field, um, but I, I thought Stewart was four from nine, three or four from three. Cop was only one for five. I had to force some stuff, but I, but I thought they were good shots, and I thought that it was in movement. And, and so I guess what I'm going to say is. That's the that's the positive of tonight is that this looked a little more collegiate uh, offense. It the ball didn't go in, uh, and 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 maybe there's some things with the play calls late or whatever, but um, the ball didn't go in tonight. And I hope that that's not a sign of reverting back to to not getting those guys shots because I, I do think we made the comeback when the perimeter started shooting uh, shooting the basketball a little more than the, the post and the point guard. You know, stuff when when things spread out and there was more movement I, you just see that the offense is is better that way and um you know I, and somebody in the chat said like oh trace jackson davis is the problem now no he's not the problem i'm saying the offense is different when he's in there whether that's by design or whether that's default that like you have this guy in there you have to get him the ball or whether it's by design that just the offense kind of slows down when he's in there and and look over the last couple weeks you've seen trace slow down a little he's had some good games but a lot of the times he's going east and west with the ball instead of going right at and attacking people yeah. as he has earlier in the year. He had, he had a couple be, nice assists out of the double team, and he had a nice uh, back dribble and a drive where I think he got fouled. Um, but, but when you're minus 19, 18, that's not being harsh on anyone. That's just 
it's, for some reason, when game. he was on the court, uh, Indiana did not uh, perform yeah. in a game that was that was tight. And here's the thing, um, you know, he does this sometimes when he faces good big men, defensive big men, or guys who are bigger than him, is instead of going north and south, as you said, Coach, he kind of fades across the lane and tries to shoot it around people. And he's done that for three years. We've known that was an issue. It's, yep. it's why he, you know, Kofi Coburn is his kryptonite, because he can't go over top of him. Um, but, you know, when he's aggressive and goes right at guys, you can't stop him. But when he tries to go around people and be, you know, finesse with the ball instead of going, you know, he's not a finesse player. He's just not. And, and, and you know, I, I think that, that Trace needs to find his, you know, anger again and go straight at people because when he goes around him, he's just not that good uh, at it. And, and, and it's you know, right, right now the players are missing shots and, and the coach are struggling to put people in the right position to make shots. So to me, it's you know blame go blame goes everywhere right now when when you lose uh, lose basketball games and shoot thirty four uh, percent tonight. I thought they were good shots. Um, I, I, I did uh, short of you know the, the lack of defense in the last two minutes and and the overtime. I thought Indiana did did enough to win a game. And here's the problem, Ryan: when you have to play so hard defensively to overcome thirty four point four percent shooting, man, that the defense is going to give at some point um, because that that's so so hard to keep that level of, of defense up uh, for for that long a time when the ball's not going in, um, and I think that's the main storyline tonight. Again, is just offensive inefficiency wherever people you know want to want to point the finger. But uh, yeah, and look, let me let me just say this too. I thought they I thought the players played really hard tonight. I thought they fought hard. They have in this five game losing streak. Yeah, and, and you know, part. I even thought they played harder tonight than they've played in this losing streak. I think the Northwestern game, it's hard to judge because they were all just exhausted. But I thought that, you know, it felt like there was some air out of the balloon in that game the whole way. And that may have just been everything going on behind the scenes. I thought that, you know, they were obviously – I thought Trey Galloway played his, his tail off. But I thought some of the guys, you know, felt like in that game were going through the motions at times. That might have been pure exhaustion, to be, cl- to cl- to be clear. Um, but I thought, you know, Michigan State – they kind of slept walk through parts of that game. I, I did not feel that tonight. I thought they played hard. I thought they played misguided at times in the first half and certainly early in the second half. Early in the second half, it looked like they were going to get walked out of the gym. Uh, and then, you know, Cop and some other guys really stepped up and started getting the offense going. And you felt like, oh, wait a minute, they're here to win this game. They're not just here to show up. And I, I tweeted that out. I said, hey, this team is battling on the road. They're missing some guys. They're battling hard. That's all you can ask for. But, like, you need to help them out too a little bit and, and you need to make adjustments that help them win the game and and again i i know some people think i'm too harsh on mike woodson i'm i'm evaluating this game evaluating this game and, and and some of the other points of the season none of that says that mike woodson can't be a great coach at indiana can't be the guy that brings indiana back right now he needs to get better and and, and that's just a fact that he needs to get better and he needs to get better at the way he deploys his players. And he needs to get better at making adjustments in games. And he needs to get better at re- realizing when to call a timeout and run a set versus just, hey, find a shot. You know, go, you know, again, find, just get it in the post. You know, or, or when to run a set. Like, there are just certain things about – and again, he's coming from the NBA to college. Understandable there's going to be an adjustment period. So, But what I want to say is these guys played very hard tonight and I think deserved better. And I, I don't I, think they got better. I, I agree, and this is a tough league to cut your teeth on, too. It when is. you're coming into yeah. college, you know, especially when you're a guy who's never. Yeah, coached in college uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good coaches. All right, all right, that's not the right thing. This is coming up. Uh, we'll continue our breakdown of Indiana's loss in overtime at Ohio State. 
We'll point out some meaningful moments you might have missed, and then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important stats uh, from the game. You're listening to the Assembly Call. Stick with us. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, this is AJ Moye. What's the only thing better than upsetting Duke in the Sweet 16? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach for the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers! You're listening to the assembly call IU postgame show. I'm Brian Tonson. I'm here uh, with Ryan Phillips, we're breaking down Indiana's uh, loss tonight to Ohio State. It's time for some meaningful moments uh, that might have missed, and I don't feel like playing that little upbeat jingo to to get in here on, on a game that lost to drop us to sixteen to ten. But um, I had a, I had a couple, uh, and I'm not sure anyone missed this because our fans are are really solid fans. But I, I'd like to talk to you about Anthony Leal. Um, Anthony Leal, to me, is just a classic Indiana uh, player. He's waiting his yep. time. He's winning the wait. He understands his role. And when his number's called, he goes in there and fights like heck. Uh, he he did, had a several things. He had a, a, tipped, a couple tip ball deflections. He had a heck of a pass down, down across the court. I didn't think it was going to get through there and got through for, I hopefully, assist. I don't see if he got it mentioned there. I, I know he missed two free throws and a shot, and, and he struggled on Branham like a lot of players struggled on Branham. But the young man is ready when his number is called. And, and some of those things, I wrote down that, that Leo was doing some things that don't show up in, in the stat box, whether it's cutting hard, setting a screen, making a pass that leads to the next pass that leads to a basket. Um, you know, I, I think that's something that he'll build on throughout his time at, at Indiana. And if, you know, that COVID year was last year and this was his freshman year, he's going to be a big part of Indiana getting this thing turned around. But I, I thought there were a lot of moments in there that are subtle moments uh, in, in his minutes of play. Your thoughts on Anthony Leal? Yeah, this is another one of those things I don't get. Uh, he played 10 minutes in the first half. Uh, he was the only Indiana player to finish the game, other than Michael Durr. He, sorry, you got to give Durr credit for this, who didn't score and uh, had two fouls and nothing else, but he was plus seven. Um, is is the only guy other than that that wasn't in the minus tonight was Anthony Leal. He played 10 minutes in the first half because Parker Stewart got in foul trouble probably was the reason. Played 10 minutes, and Indiana was even with Ohio State in that stretch. Uh, he didn't play a minute in the second half. I don't get it. I don't. I do not get it. 
I, I don't have the answers for you, right? He provides I, I wish a spark. I did. He has a lot of energy. Like, look, it's clear. I mean, you look at the minutes distribution this year. It's clear Mike Woodson leans on older players, which is a very old school college basketball thing. He leans on the older players in general. And, yeah, like tonight, and Bates, that's his Bates philosophy. That's okay. But tonight you're sure. down some players. That's what I was going to get at, Coach, is that you're playing those guys a lot. Leo came in and gave you a spark. Miller Cobb came in and gave you a bit of a spark. They get buried at the end. I, I don't get it. Like, I'm not saying Woody think, doesn't have a reason. I just don't – I can't tell you what that reason yeah, is. Yeah, here's what I think. I think he just – he goes by feel. And, yeah. and once T- Tamar Bates hit a couple shots and got moving and had a little mojo, and he – Tamar Bates, one of the things I was going to point out, missed too, had a heck of a blockout in the first half. And that seemed to get him going. Sometimes yep. – uh, I'll share with the listeners the little things, a dive on the floor, a hustle rebound, a great physical blockout can get someone going. And I thought that blockout by Tamar – but I think what happened late was Tamar made some plays – and so he decided to stick with them. I thought maybe he went a little too long with Tamar there because he had Miller Cop, uh, a veteran who could come in. And and I, that's the only reason that I think uh, some of those things happened. But I thought Leo came in and, and did a good job. I thought Geronimo came in and, and did some nice things. He had a block. He had a nice little turnaround 15-footer, which is something that we don't have from the post. He played Liddell uh, really well. He gave yeah, those guys a break. I, I, I thought and, and, just and like he, he did not first game. And he didn't see any minutes, I believe, in the second in half, the or second very half. few, I, right? Again, I, you know, he didn't play at all in the second half. Again, I don't get it. I don't get it. And again, I'm not saying Woody doesn't have a philosophy or a reason. I just can't articulate what I think is a smart reason for doing that. I, I really can't. And, and you I'm got a question. Paid, I'm also not paid to be the head coach of right. Indiana, so that's and, and we're not in there. We we say that, and we we're more than fair with that. And then you wonder with these late game fades if you don't get Geronimo at the 16 minute mark for race from 16 to 13 or something. Yes, you want Ray, you want your better players in at, at crunch time, but you also want them with some legs. When do you steal those minutes? Uh, and I think you have to steal some minutes in the second half. That would be something I would be willing to to ask is, you know, you, you steal the minutes in the first half, but you don't steal some minutes in the second half. And I don't think those guys did anything, you know, to show that they weren't ready to play. I thought I, I wrote down in the first half, Leo, Geronimo, Bates really sparked Indiana after a tough start where we Agreed. had five turnovers in the first five minutes uh, from our starters. Um, and, and, and so half, if you're going to play that hot hand – I didn't think they were not hot. I didn't think they. I mean, I didn't think they were necessarily great. Um, but but again, that you know, if you're, you're down two players Coach. out of your rotation and Durr is only going to play three or four minutes, that it, 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 I would have liked to seen those guys. I thought those guys did some good things. I'm just going to try to stay at positive. Geronimo played well in the first half. Leo played well in the first half. Bates uh, got going in the second half. That only Cop, means good Cop stuff for Indiana. Well in the second half. Cop, Cop played, played well. well in the second half. Um, I, the Cop. You know, two two of six from the field, seven points, one of three field goals, two of two free throws, three rebounds, two offensive, and assist, one turnover, and in 13 minutes in the second half. Like, that's a positive. He played well in the second half. He didn't have a great first half, did not have a great first half. Played well, helped spark them in the second half. Then those younger guys in the first half really settled Indiana down. I mean, that's it's the thing. You think the veterans are the ones settling them down, but the young guys settled them down, got them into it, got them back in the game. Uh, and then they brought the starters back towards the end of the first half, and – they kind of lost touch a little bit. I mean, it's you got to read trends in the game. I realize you're going to trust your starters more. You're going to give them more rope than your bench, but your bench served you well tonight. They didn't score a time. The bench only had nine points, but the offense ran better with them. You know, the defense was more aggressive with them. They sparked them. 
Reward nine, those guys. Nine, Reward ten. those guys. And here's the thing about Leal. Some people, somebody said in yeah. the chat, like, Leal doesn't do anything on offense. Let him play more. He'll get better. You know, like, and here's the thing. With he Leo, made a couple great shot, passes on he offense. And he, and he runs and stuff really, form, really well. His shot form looks great. He rushes when he's yeah. in there. And it happened uh, uh, a couple games ago. I think it was Northwestern. His two first two threes, his feet weren't set because he rushed it because guys closing out on him. And then a third one, I, I remember I tweeted this out. I said in the second half, just what? Leal needs to step into his threes instead of instead of rushing. Caught a three, stepped into it, boom, nailed it. That would have happened tonight too. And I think you just need to give the guy more chances. Um, I that, have that's it. 9-10, Leal with a steal. Um, good block out tomorrow, 7-15. Geronimo block at 5-20. And I didn't even write down, um, you know, I didn't even write down Geronimo's jumper, which I th- I think it might have come from Leo. I don't know. Um, but th- those were positive contributions. And here's the thing. You know, it's a loss tonight. The- there is no v- moral victories. But building that depth is always going to be good. If it doesn't pan out this year for success for Indiana, then that gives those guys something in the summer to work on and thrive. And, and those guys are going to be there, I think, as long as they wear the Indiana uniform. Because I, I just like the way our bench guys uh, approach tonight's game. I, I thought Tamar was vocal. I saw him in the huddles. He was hitting people on the chest, trying to keep them positive when, when things got tough. That's a positive sign uh, for Tamar. Uh, his shots, and, and I don't blame him. That one shot was late, Ryan, in the shot clock. He had to take that one three yeah. late. I know he had a high volume tonight, but I just think athletes, you know, we're missing Rob, we're missing Trey. Tamar's one of those athletes. I think Geronimo's one of those athletes oh, yeah. that help Indiana play more athletically would, would maybe help Indiana uh, pull out some of these games. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind him taking, to clarify, I don't mind him taking that three. Right. I don't think it should have ever gotten to that point where he had to rush that. Also three, agree. You know? Awesome. But but it, but I don't I don't have any problem with him taking the shot. I didn't have a problem with really any shot he took tonight. I thought no. he rushed one where where he went into the lane and was kind of two guys around him and he kind of just threw it up. I mean, but again, nobody else was doing anything at that point. But don't in the you game. think you know you're the shot doctor? But don't you think sometimes I, I want guys to take a couple bad shots because if yes. they're afraid to take bad shots, they're passing up good shots. I I would agree with you on that. And, as well. and Ryan, I, I, I don't mind. Look, if you have a three with a guy closing out on you, and there's you know, 15 seconds or less left on the shot clock, take it. Yeah. You know, take it. They were 6-19 and 19 from three tonight. I didn't have a problem with a whole lot of those threes. I, uh, I didn't think shot you. selection was bad today. I thought no, shot execution was bad, and I thought yep. sometimes uh, the players didn't. Some of those misses and some of the percentages, because when you got a jack late shot clock because of – uh, offense not working, that goes on the shooting percentage. It goes on the young man's shooting percentage. But it's really, if, if you've got the it's ball. A team, that's a team shot. Not yeah, there's some team shot. shots yeah. in there late late in the shot clock. So. No, and I'll say this too, Coach. Coach, we're talking about, you're talking about shot execution. Four of 15 on layups. And a lot of that is the interior guys. You yeah. know, and, and Xavier Johnson early was throwing some stuff up there. I will say this. Xavier Johnson started this game horribly. He and, bounced and he back. Really, he did struggle finishing, but he bounced back, and he was 10 of 10 from the free throw line Yep, and was incredibly reliable there. And he kept the Indiana in the game at points with his free throw shooting. He made 4 of 4 in the second half, much better in the second half. Didn't have a turnover after after halftime, after having five in like the first 11 minutes of the game. He didn't have a turnover after that. I thought he played very well defensively. I thought he gave his energy, and I thought that after a really, really tough opening to the game, he stuck with it, and I thought he played pretty his well. His shots were limited, and Indiana comes yeah. back. I mean, if I can go back to the play-by-play, I don't have time to do that right now, but I have nothing against the young man. I like him. I think we need him. 
But when he takes high-volume shots, high-volume turnovers, we struggle. When Indiana made that run to get that lead, he was more of a facilitator, which he is really good and hard to guard when he is being a facilitator, which is get us into offense and be a threat to get other people open. And then he got back into a late shot clock probably by design. He had to take some shots running late. Um, that, that didn't work out. But it's time now to go inside the numbers. This segment is sponsored by the Power Rank, where our friend Ed uses data and analytics to make accurate football and college basketball predictions. He also writes an incredible March Madness guide every year, which will have a special offer for you once March rolls around. For now, if you want sports betting advice with a Ph.D. edge, or if you just like understanding sports at a more analytical level, you should subscribe to Ed's free newsletter. Go to thepowerrank.com backslash AC to subscribe. That's thepowerrank.com backslash AC. Okay, let's dissect the numbers that tell the story of this game. Uh, we've already talked about 34.4%. Uh, uh, you talked about the layups uh shooting um, only four of 15 uh, from around. And, and the bugaboo, again, is is free throw uh, shooting at key moments. Uh, shot 70.4%, Ryan, from the free throw line, but I thought there were some key misses uh, on, on the free throw line tonight that might have made the difference uh, in going to overtime. Any numbers stand out for you uh, that, that you want to talk about? You know, the nine bench points, I think that it's worth bringing that up because I thought the bench actually played pretty well when it was in there. They just didn't have many opportunities. And and to get nine points, and what did Bates have? Seven of those, I think. And he was playing basically like a starter. Um, you know, they trailed for 30.37 minutes. You know, 30 minutes and 37 seconds. But to be able to come back and take the lead late, um, but points per possession, 0.972. I mean, the offense is still not getting it done. It just isn't. And, you know, you can talk about missed shots. You can talk about he doesn't have the players he wants. You can talk about all of that. But, you know, at some point, it's got to improve. You've had the same guys for the entire season. It's got to improve. And um, that goes for the players, too. I mean, you've got to finish. When you have opportunities to finish, Trace Jackson Davis has to finish around the rim. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, he took, he took nine shots and made three. He only had six points from the field. You can't miss six, you know, back to the basket opportunities when that's your go-to. Um, so, yeah, I'll say uh, race, you know, something that jumped out to me, race Thompson, three blocks, two steals. He just turned in the kind of game he always does, you know, and, and, and maybe didn't have as much success from the field. He was six of 12. Um, but I just feel like that guy is just always doing work. And I think we need to appreciate it in case this is his last stretch of games at Indiana need to appreciate what he's done and, and what he continues to do every game. That guy shows up. I, I tell you what, I always always mess with you about your love affair for Race Thompson, but he's our best player. Yeah, consistently with what he produces, um, double digit points, a lot of rebounds, blocks, steals, hustle. Yeah, tough turnover for the young man tonight. You feel for a guy who gives everything yeah. to Indiana to have that be a key thing um, late, uh, you know. And I know that's killing him as well because I know it means something. Uh, to, to play well, but he, he's the type of guy that, that you just want to have a lot of success. Starting to hit threes, Ryan, uh, you, your, your remote shot doctoring with, with race this year has really been working working well. And, um, it's, a zoom. it's a Zoom thing. It's we, zoom we zoom things are, are working. That, that's great. Uh, race has just really been fantastic, uh, and, and tonight was another effort, 13 points, uh, nine rebounds, almost a double-double, but you brought up some key things, three blocks, two steals, 40 minutes, um, to, you know, 
I do think uh, that's important. The the tough thing uh, number wise is overtime shooting. One of eight, zero uh, for three from the offense three. in overtime. Just took it. Just was the, yeah. The overtime I mean, in the last two minutes got stagnant again, uh, and, and we've just seen we've just seen that um, that happened late. You know, a, a lead against Wisconsin, a lead against there. So there's a lot of things that Indiana is doing well, specifically on the defensive end. Uh, those two droughts. I'll, I'll bring that up again to to just try to show that. You know, there was some things. It wasn't an 11-point blowout like the score says. Um, Indiana held Ohio State to two points over 10 minutes. And Ohio State is one of the best efficient uh, offenses in, in the country. And, and they, they've done that now twice. The shame is when you put a lot of heart and effort into defense. They're nine in Ken Palm uh, overall offensively. I think that was going into the game. Uh, you you want to see that get paid, and you want and you need to get that paid with wins. Because the stat right now, the stat that shows is sixteen and ten, and seven and nine in the Big Ten, regardless of offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, or whatever. This team is playing with a lot of heart on the defensive end, and, and I will give credit to that team uh, for doing that. But you got to also put the ball in the basket. Uh, got to score points to win a game. You, you got to score. You got to score some points. Uh, to, to win a game. Um, so coming up here on the assembly call, uh, we're going to hand out our game balls and our Hoosier Hustle Award, and then we'll introduce um, – I don't think it's a new segment, but we'll be back with that segment nonetheless. That's all we uh, have here on the assembly call. Stick with us. This is Tim Priller, and I never miss an episode of The Assembly Call. You're listening to The Assembly Call, IU postgame show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 9,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. Join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Brian Tonsoni. Uh, I'm here with Ryan Phillips. We're breaking down Indiana's loss in overtime to the Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus, 80-69. to It's now time uh, for our game balls. Uh, Ryan, uh, who do you think um, is deserving tonight? You know, this was tough. Um, you know, the one player's run basically sparked Indiana's comeback and put him in the lead. Uh, his numbers don't look great overall, and that's Miller Cobb. I thought that he individually really turned that game around. Um, I thought Tamar Bates played really well, um, enough to, you know, sort of warrant consideration. But I'm just going to go with Race Thompson. I think 13 points, nine rebounds. I thought he did a great job on Liddell for the most part. Um, and, and by doing that, protected Trace Jackson Davis, who didn't have to guard him. Um, you know, only two fouls, considering he's guarding one of the best players in the Big Ten. Uh, 13 points, hit a three, uh, nine rebounds and assist. Uh, only uh, He did have two turnovers in that big one late, but I forgive him for that. Three blocks, two steals, played 40 minutes. Um, and then you look on the other end, uh, Liddell wound up with 16. And for him, that's a down game, especially because he took 15 shots to get to 16 points. Uh, no offensive rebounds for Liddell either. Uh, and that's, again, Ray Thompson. Held him a one of five from three. 
and and Liddell's a guy who hits, I think, 40% from three. Ray Thompson gets my game ball. I think on both ends of the floor, uh, he was Indiana's best player. And, and quietly, too. You look at it, I thought it was a quiet performance from Race. But you look at the box score, it's undeniable. Played more minutes than anybody, too. I I, I just totally agree. Uh, I, I just – I really appreciate Race Thompson um, tremendously for what, what he's done what he gives every night. Uh, we just got done in the last segment talking about him with, with his numbers because his numbers uh, speak volumes for, for what we're getting out of him. Um, ideally, you want a, a stretch four to be able to shoot maybe a little more from three, but race is starting to do that. I would love to see Ryan some situations where he's playing the five. I know he's a little undersized for that, but I think he, I know he can guard the five, and it spreads. He comes the floor. back next year, you're going to see a lot of that. Coach. It, it spreads the floor a little bit because now a big has to guard him, and he can pick and pop and put that into his games. So, uh, yeah, I, I have no no issues with uh, that whatsoever. I, I just I understand the others too. I thought Bates played one of his better games despite his numbers. I thought Miller Cop had that really. Uh, good stretch I know Stewart struggled defensively but he made some tough shot uh and, and that's something we lack too uh Bates made a tough shot a, a, a three and a pull up two and Parker Stewart just hit two threes right in the face of someone we need to be able to hit that college you don't get wide open shots every possession sometimes you just got to have guys rise up and stick it in someone's face and I, I thought we saw some of that tonight and again I don't want to be overly happy tonight because it is a loss um but um I, I do think that uh, there there were some moments there that just have to be more consistent uh, in, in order for Indiana to, to be a winner on a, on a regular basis. So, Race Thompson um, will get our uh, game ball. And now it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award, sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calbert Cheney, Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Um, your your thoughts for the Hoosier Hustle Award? Ryan. You could give it to to either of two people. I think I'm going to give it to Miller Cobb because of his impact on the game. Uh, but I could, I, you know, if you, if somebody wants to give it to Tamar Bates, and if the chat mob decides Tamar's the guy, I would not argue with that. I think that that Miller Cobb needs to be recognized for seven second half points. He was two of six from the field, but he was forcing the action with those shots when the offense was stagnant and they were down by what ten at that point or something. Uh, one of three from three, two two from the field, uh, three rebounds and assists. One turnover in 13 minutes in the second half. That's all. That's just his second half line. Uh, but I thought he forced the action and got things moving and got the team starting and it started a spark and and they started playing well when he did that. And so I, I give it to Miller Cop. And then I, you know, as I've said, inexplicably sat the rest of the game. And I I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense when a guy is playing well and he's hot. Get him back out there. Let him play. And Mike Woodson decided for whatever reason that that he wanted Parker Stewart out there instead. So. Fine, I, you know that's that's his decision. He'll have to live with it. But at the same time, I, I really think that that Miller Cop sparked the team back to that that victory again. Tamar Bates also outstanding. I think it's between those two guys. I, I'm going to give a uh, give it to Tamar and let the the chat mob decide it because sure. just looking looking at Tamar's, he hit some big shots, 
but uh, he had five rebounds, which guard rebounding is very important uh, in order to finish possessions. Uh, and if he can get better defensively and add uh, a rebounding presence, then he's going to get some more run on this team. And I think the more run he gets, the better Indiana will be offensively down down the line. He also had uh, a steal in the game in 20. 20- 25 minutes and was a plus minus uh, of eight. He was one of those two players on, on the court um, that ended up with plus minus, even though I'm not a big uh, plus minus uh, guy. But I, I think either one of those is deserving. Uh, Chat Mob, uh, go ahead and put your, your vote in. Uh, I'll try to keep tabs here. My math isn't uh, extremely uh, good, but um, it's either Miller Cop or Tamar Bates for our Hoosier Hustle Award. Looks pretty even right now, based yeah, on that. It looks maybe, three maybe, three maybe. Maybe we uh, four maybe three we to cop. Uh, you know what? Let's, Let's just do it. Co- I think we both they both get one. They both get one. Um, there it is. So there you go. Um, good arguments uh, for both. So it's uh, now time for one lingering question. Uh, if any, if you have a question in the chat mob, send it in, and Ryan and I will uh, try to. To answer it, uh, Ryan, I'm just going to give you a question. I think it's um, how do you get them out of the out of this uh, slump, uh, this uh, shooting slump, and this offensive slump, and and how do you get this team's morale back up to face Maryland on Thursday if if you were the coach? You know, I would let them have a little bit of fun um, because this game they played very hard, and it's got to be demoralizing. Maybe give them a day off, take them to a to a movie or something. I mean, just get them out of their headspace. I think you have to. Uh, just lighten something up because whatever you're doing isn't working, you know, and, and maybe it's, Hey, we're going to all go see, uh, we're going to rent out the movie theater and go see a movie. We're going to, you know, go out and have a special dinner as a team. We're going to do something, get them away from the basketball court for a night because this has got to be crushing them that they are playing hard and not getting rewarded. And tonight they played hard and were not rewarded. And, and, you could say, you know, their players made some boneheaded plays. Race, I know, is going to blame himself for that turnover. He's just that kind of guy, you know, whatever. It's on, it's on the, it's on the coaching staff too for not making the right choices, not making the right plays. So it's on everybody right now. Everybody needs a break and to approach this differently moving forward. And I think that that's, uh, that's, you know, that's what they need to do is, is step away, take a night off, and and go yeah. do something as a team that's not basketball because you need that. At yeah. some point, it, it Coach, looks, I, got a, I have a lingering question for you. Yeah, it looks yeah, like the you, happiness is gone right now, and when you lose, yeah. it's there There's is no, no happiness, right? They're not having any fun. Yeah. All um, right. What's your question? Are they out of the tournament right now in your estimation? Yeah, there's a question in here if they go 3-1. and one. Yes, uh, we, we didn't have them in going into tonight. We thought tonight from Delphi Bracketology was a must win. Um, the, if they can win the next three, they have some, some life, uh, be, but they just don't have enough – quad one wins and they only have one opportunity left at Purdue unless they can make a run in the tournament uh then I I think this one might have sealed the fate but it's not they'll be first four out uh those wins don't go away and the St. John's win got a little better this weekend they're now a quad two win so um they're they're close it's going to come down to do you put a a team like Indiana at say 19 and 12 or 19 and 13 in, or do you put a team uh, like SMU in that's 24 and eight, you know, and just didn't play the schedule or have the wins that IU. And that's, that's a little dangerous when you give that to the committee, because the committee in the past, um, when, when your bottom side in quad one and two, like Indiana is, um, 
and you have a 300 non-conference strength of schedule, those teams generally traditionally um, get left out of the 11 seed or the play-in game. So yeah. I, I just um, think it's a it's a desperate time right now. But it starts with the win against Maryland, and that's all the team can do is just refocus uh, and, and try to get win after win after win after win and, and, and control your own destiny. If the, Let's say they win two out of the next three and then beat Purdue. They in? I think if they beat Purdue, they have a good shot at getting in. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's not over. They're not yeah. out, out. They're, they're just out of the bracket if it ended today. If we took a snapshot at the end of Monday night, they're not in. But you win four in a row and 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 beat Purdue twice in a year, then that's going to you know they're they're, they're close enough. So um, here's my question for you, Coach. Yeah. If the NIT comes calling, you accept the invite, right? I think you have to. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. I I think you have to for 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 all the guys who there and continue playing and the amount of practice you get and and you got to kind of. Suck it up. And the guys were coming back next year. Yeah, that's yeah. not where you want to want to be. But then it's it's again it's com- competition, right? And and you don't want to set the tone like you get beat and you're going to put your tail between your legs and go hide because it didn't turn out the way you did. Now you go competing and, and win that thing. That that that's a little bit of juice going into the the off season. So I, I think yes, you you have to you have to take the nit uh, if they. If they call, is there anything else that you saw in there? I know um, there's a couple questions about the tourney. Uh, I think we just uh, offered that. Uh, there's still a lot to play for, you know, and and this is a process. You know, Coach Woodson's in his first year. These players in the first year. You get some wins down at the end of the season and, and end the season on, on a good note that way. Uh, there's still some stuff to, to play for. I saw – I thought I saw one back there – Will we break yes, seventy I, again? Yeah, we'll break seventy. If IU if IU had Jimmy Chitwood, yes, somebody put that in there. They would be winning more games. <laughs> the misery ends once we get a, at least one win, and I think there's some games coming up that that Indiana will be favored for, and and would be surprising to lose. Uh, although Rutgers is going to be going to be really uh, kind of tough. Let me um, say something. Let me say something, Coach. While we're yep. doing the lingering questions, because I've gotten a lot of questions this week, because a lot of people say, and I'm being very harsh on this year's team. And quite frankly, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought they had to make the tournament. And um, I think that that I've, I've been very critical of Mike Woodson's in-game coaching. Um, next year is going to be a new team. It's going to be a different team. There's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of guys returning, but it's going to be a new team, and there's going to be new players, and you've got a you know five-star guard coming in uh, who. You know, I, I think that people need to not put too many expectations on Jalen Hood Shafino. Um, he's not a first-round draft pick, you know, a lottery pick next year. I don't think he's a guy who's going to come in and probably be here for a couple, maybe two years uh, minimum, and 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 be a guy who's he's not a you know guy who's going to come in and just create for everybody right off the dribble and be senior year yogi and hit threes and all. He's not that guy. He's a very steady guard who does everything pretty well. He, he doesn't have a lot of things he does great but he does everything pretty well. He'll be a great benefit to this team. But I think people need to pump the brakes on he's going to come in and solve all of Indiana's problems. Um, but you've also got, to, you know, Caleb Banks has had a great season. CJ Gunn's having a great season. Those guys will come in to be role players, as freshmen typically are. Um, and you'll probably get something – you'll probably have some transfers in and out, as, as is the, the deal in college basketball these days. Uh, so it'll be a different team. 
What I will say is, is my frustration with this team is I think that it has enough talent to comfortably be in the tournament. I've said that. And, and people have said it in the, if someone said it in the chat a couple of weeks ago, it's just like, this team is less than the sum of its parts. I wholeheartedly agree. And I don't know if that's a lack of chemistry on, on the court, you know, with these guys, maybe behind the scenes. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's the coaching staff, just not knowing how to use this type of player with some of these guys, because they're not used to having these specific types of players. And I don't know if it's just, you know, just the makeup of the team doesn't fit well. The puzzle pieces don't all line up. Um, I just think by this point in the season, you should be better, both coaches and players, at working together. And that's clearly not happening. They're getting worse at working together, it feels like. That's the frustration from me. Does that mean that that Mike Woodson and some of the other players on this team can't move forward next year and be successful and can't build on this and become a much better team, can't build, take this frustration and get better from it? Absolutely not. I just think that this year this team is good enough to be better than it is and has had games where they were in a position to win late. Pretty much all of their losses, they have been in a position to win late and have failed to close successfully. And that's disappointing because that's not over time learning to win. That's what you want to do. Even if you don't make the tournament, as the season goes, you want to learn how to win. Learn how to close out games. Because you know when that pays off? Not necessarily later this year. It pays off next year. When the guys who are on the bench watch those guys figure it out and win and say, oh, remember when we were when we had a, a chance to, to take over against Ohio State and win the game late? You remember what Trace did? You know what Race did? You know what these guys, you know, watch the way Xavier attacked, like whatever. I need to do that too. I need to step up and win games and be the guy that moves us forward. That's what it's for. And that's what this build is for. Making the tournament this year, it's very important. In my opinion, I think it's more important than a lot of other people think it is for this program, for the future of this program. If that doesn't happen, you need to at least have some positives to build on, especially down the stretch. You need something. Because guess what everybody remembers? They don't remember when you were 16-5 and five to start the season and beating Purdue. They might remember that Purdue game because the Rob Finnessy angle, but it's going to fade over time. What everyone's going to remember is how you finish the season because that's the most recent memory. I remember the COVID season, going into the offseason. We were all excited because Indiana blew out Nebraska in the Big Ten, in the Big Ten uh, tournament. And they were like, that's the best they looked all year. Never mind the fact, we forgot the fact that Nebraska had like four football players they yanked off the team to fill out their roster at the end of the season, and their coach got sick in the middle of the game and left. We forgot that. But we remembered they crushed Nebraska, and we felt, hey, look at that performance. We're going to build on that heading into next year. People remember, players remember, coaches remember how you finish the season. If you finish depressed, that offseason is going to be a struggle. Oh, you know who else remembers it? Post-game show hosts. <laughs> and that offseason is going to be depressing. You need to build on something down this stretch. Even if you don't make the tournament, you need positives you can build on as a program to point to to say, hey, this is going well. This is going well. This is where we're headed. So that's why this is important. That's why I expect more out of Mike Woodson. That's why I expect more out of some of these players. You need something to build on for next year. That's why I have been the way I have been lately about this team. Because you need to find some positives to build on. Because this program has not had that in six long years. It's time for some positives. Let's find positives over the next couple games. 
And and as we head to last call, Ryan, I'm just calling that that was a real great last call. So you don't, we're going to go make that your last call. Well, well said. And, and, and all I will say is it's frustrating. Uh, it, it is, and we have the right to, to be upset with the, the performance tonight. Um, I'll just keep showing up. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be rooting for Indiana come Thursday well, night. Well, you're under contract, Coach. You, you can't. <laughs> I did, <laughs> you can't I did sign a lifetime contract with Assembly Call. Um, so I, I might need to see what my buyout is. No, I'm not going anywhere. Um, it, it's good. This community's good. We can uh, commiserate together, stay positive, um, keep doing good things out in the community, and we'll get some wins here. And, may, and who knows? You know, you put a, a losing streak together, maybe you can turn it around. Uh, and win some and, and, and find a way into the tournament. So that that's going to do it uh, for our live show. Um, if you want to be a part of it, uh, join the live chat. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash assemblycall.com. And don't forget to join uh, to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show. Special thanks to John Ringer of Riggs Design com for designing our logo and thank you for listening we'll be back to talk iu hoops again uh, with you on thursday night until then take it from me james blackman jr keep your elbows in eyes on the rim and get buckets go hoosers thank you thanks for coming out all right i gotta get out of here folks thank you all right thanks everyone for joining us appreciate it um Always tough when you have to do five of these in a row. It's really tough. There were some good things. A little more motion, uh, movement in the offense. Some bench players stepped up and and got some things done. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, it just was not enough. There was not enough offense at all, uh, especially down the stretch. And then the defense um, went uh, went away in overtime. overtime. And and Look, there was a stretch in the middle of that second half where they played as good a defense as they played all year. Absolutely. It really was. Hustle, and offen- the offensively, offense. they did enough to, to get back yeah. in. So, yeah. Um, no, I, make- I, I, I think that that's the thing. That, I think that's the real frustrating thing about this right. team. Is There's enough good. There is, there's stretches where you're like, that's what they are. Yes. That's, that's what they can be like. There were, there were, I think, 15 minutes in that Purdue game where you're like, this is a team that could go to the Sweet 16. Like, this is a team that could go to the, that could make a run to the Sweet. They just need to play like that. And then there's stretches on either end of that for five minutes where it's like, this team's going to miss the tournament. Like, it's it's just the Jekyll and Hyde and the lack of consistency that is the most frustrating thing. It just drives you crazy. Yeah, Syracuse, first half, point, second half. Wisconsin, first half, second half. Um, Penn State, first late. Half of, first half of Wisconsin, they look like a Final Four team. I mean, yeah. they look like a team that could legit go to the I Final mean, Four, especially given how good we found out Wisconsin is. And then also Syracuse, second half. That offense, you're like, this is why they brought in Mike Woodson. Absolutely. You know, like, this is it right here. I, I've said that several um, times. I've written down stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's got this going, this going, this going. This is why they brought in Woodson. And all of a sudden, that that inconsistency from both the coaching staff and the players is what drives yeah. you nuts because you do think they're good enough. And, and we're all biased. We look through crimson-colored glasses uh, a little bit. But uh, I think this team's better than 16 and 10. Uh, and uh, it's I'm, just I faltered mean, at key moments and not I mean, responded in it. key moments, or it's had Coach. a good run, like beating Purdue and then coming out and laying an egg uh, against, against Michigan. Michigan, right? So Yeah, it's almost like they relax when things go well. Yeah. Things go well, and they get excited about it and just, like, relax. Like, here's the thing, Coach. They were 16-5 and five 
we've talked about this up at halftime against a really, really yes. good Illinois team. And you're thinking, and we're sitting there in the stands. I'm, I'm up in the press area. People are talking like, Hey, this team could win the big 10. If things break, right? Like that's how they're playing. They're not they're that beating, far away. They're, they're like, they're, they're annoying Kofi Coburn. They're closing out the shooters. And then the other, they're getting buckets without Trace Jackson Davis. Like, you know, all this stuff. And then they came out from that halftime at Illinois. And until they made that run tonight, this was not the same team. Right. From that halftime till until they made the run tonight, not the same basketball team. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's, you know, and then you know, after Illinois, you get the suspensions at Northwestern. Right. You know, I mean, so some things build there. You know, from halftime of that game on, something was different about this team. I don't know what it was. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Or maybe it was just everybody kind of got tired at the same time. Hit that time, wall at the hurt, same time. That, yeah, it was something. This team has not been the same since then. Started to see some spark tonight. Um, but, you know, you also worry. You showed a lot of spark. You had the lead late. You blew it. And then you got smacked in overtime. How do you show up in your next game? Like, that yeah. can be a, a two-game hangover. And you can't afford that right now. You've already lost five in a row. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Any thoughts on that, the Michigan-Wisconsin game for our listeners? Um, look. The, the debacle uh, at the end? Absolutely no excuse for what Juwan Howard did. I thought he should have been suspended for the rest of the season. Not the rest of the regular season. The rest of the season, you make Phil Martelli the coach for the rest of the year and just say, hey, we're going to sit Howard down. We're going to donate his salary to charity. Uh, I thought Michigan making the suspension as opposed to the Big Ten was correct, but I think they should have suspended him for the rest of the year, no question. Uh, you've got Phil Martelli sitting on the bench. He knows how to coach. He knows this inside and out. It's basically his offensive system. Let him coach. Um, I think Greg Gard should have been suspended for a game. Uh, for grabbing Howard the way he did. I uh, Oh, a $10,000 fine. Not enough for me. I'm sorry. Uh, you do not put your hands on another coach. If he wants to blow by you and say, I'm going to remember that, you know, I'm not going to forget that or whatever, and, and just keep walking, let him go. Who gives a, who gives a, a, a crap? A stuff and um, things. Who gives yeah. a stuff and things? But the, uh, that, I'm sorry, that, that, Putting your hands on a guy, grabbing him, and trying to get in his face and talk to him, Greg Gard deserves a suspension as well. 100%, no question in my mind. Um, but sorry, yeah, no, no, sorry no stuff and things. I wasn't commenting on your, your name or anything. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm agreeing with you tonight, and I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, yeah, but, I, but no, I, I, I disagree a little bit with Greg Gard because I don't think his grabbing him was intentional. I think he just grabbed his elbow to say, hey, but I might be wrong on that. If he did grab him and pull well, him, because when you shake hands, you usually put your hand behind someone. I just thought that's what guard was doing, and then guard didn't take any crap. And, and you know, yeah, I just I, I don't think, mind the fine I, for for guard, but I, I think he sh I think he should have been suspended one game. I think that would have been a fair thing because you know clearly they were going at each other there. It wasn't it wasn't right. you know it wasn't just Howard yelling at nobody. You know, I mean they they got into it. They got into each other's faces. I thought it was unbecoming. You do that in a game across from each other or something, that's one thing. In the handshake line, getting right up in each other's face is different. I think there's just the visual is different. It's also, by the way, nationally broadcast right. game on a Sunday. People are getting out of church and watching that. You need to be harsh in the punishment if you're college basketball. Um, I also think that Brad Davison should be suspended for what he did to Hunter Dickinson during that game. He had something else I, in there, too, I think, during the game. Uh, got yeah, called. He, he, yeah, it, here's the thing. Read my article at the big lead about Brad Davison today. Uh, hate to promote, but you know I don't. Um, it's uh, it, 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 he needs to absolutely be suspended for some of these antics. The reason he keeps doing it is because they are not holding him accountable. Uh, and, and this is you know years of this stuff by Brad Davison. We're not you know this isn't new stuff. He's been doing it for years. 
and absolutely think that that he should be suspended and he should be warned. If you do anything else, you're gone. I'm sorry. You've done too much over the years. You've injured people. You've punched guys in the groin. You've put your foot under guys as they're shooting intentionally so that they land on your foot and hurt themselves. You're going to hurt somebody. One more incident, you're gone. And so I absolutely think that um, – and that's not one of those things where, like, he's annoying because he's on the team that beats you. No, no, no. That guy deserves to be punched in the face. Like, I mean, like, if he does something like that again, somebody on the opposing team hauls off and decks them, I won't cheer somebody punching them, punching him. But it's deserved, huh? Deserved, 100%. 100% deserved. Yeah, I, I think um... – that, that there's just no place for that in college basketball because that escalated everything and now you got players who are going to be suspended who started throwing punches and um, I just think that's unfortunate for for college basketball that we have to be talking about it but I thought we'd give our takes uh, on on that um, yeah. while we're here worth but, talking um, about join us everyone um, on Thursday night let's get a, a positive show after a win um, I think uh, we we all need it uh, we do appreciate you um, uh, being here and. Um, let us know if you ever need anything. Join our community. Uh, we have really good stuff going on uh, over there. So until Thursday, um, take care. Be safe. Peace. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.